everybody. Grab your Bible, a pencil, and a journal, and maybe even a cup of coffee, and join in on the conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Revelations chapter 5, verses 11 through 14. And I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, and the living creatures, and the elders, and the number of them were myriads, and myriads, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And every created thing which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and on the sea and all things in them I heard saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be blessing and honor and glory and dominions forever and ever. And the four living creatures kept saying, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. Hey everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara, I am Dot's daughter, and we sit down together every week and we talk through truths and scripture, and we are talking about something that has been heavy on my mom's heart for the last couple days, and it really just boils down to remembering that God is on His throne and He is in control, and sometimes it can seem like He's not. So we are really glad that you're here, and we would love for you to pull up a chair and join in our conversation. Hey, Kara. Hello, Mom. I feel like I should have grabbed a cup of coffee. Well, you should. You join in on our conversation. Yeah. (laughs) Kara, I know you don't know what we're going to talk about today. I assume it's about the lamb that was slain. (laughs) Yes, it is about the lamb and the elders and them bowing down and worshiping them. And I'll tell you why I want to talk about this today. It's not like we're going to talk about the entire chapter of Revelation 5 or the whole book, for that matter. That's but good, because I don't understand a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of imagery. But, you know, there's there's just something that's been really, I've been struggling with a couple of days, and I don't think I've really said anything to anybody. Oh, I haven't yeah, I said no it idea. to you. I know, and here I am having this conversation with whoever's listening that I do not know, <laughs> and that I... Uh, hope understands and has been listening to our conversations and know my heart because I'm not trying uh, to condemn anyone because we just talked about that last week. We know that there's yeah. no condemnation to those of Christ Jesus. But I think that for me, it's just been real burden a little bit about how self-absorbed we are as uh, people, even as Christians. And I'm coming from my own self of some of the things, as you know, we talked about last week. Mm-hmm about how you feel guilty. It's not that I don't that I felt guilty as much as I felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit just reminding me that He's on His throne and that He's still in control. And I think so often we just get in this mindset about our life and it's just all about us. And 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 then yet I know that it's that we're in a relationship with God. So it is part about us. But it's yeah. also a lot about him. And, you know, as I was praying through just this, you know, mindset of going to scripture and looking for a promise, when like, let me find out about me. And, you know, we've talked about Romans 6, 7, and 8. And I even thought about that. I thought about, you know, it, we pointed out so much about who we are as a follower of Jesus, which is all true and all that is wonderful. But really and truly, where I have found my most joy. And my most intimacy with the Lord 
is when I really concentrate on more on who He is. Now, you know, we talked about who we are in Christ, and, you know, He overshadows who we are in our flesh or who we used to be. But I just think that as I was thinking about my walk with the Lord and where I am right now spiritually, I just have just needed to be reminded that God's on His throne. And I started thinking about it, and I started flipping through Revelation and just seeing how that, you know, it says, here is the Lamb, and all the elders, you know, began to worship Him. And they fell down at their, on their face, and they saw Him in, of course, the Lamb that was slain. He's standing up. We see that in Revelation, and He's living. So that's Jesus. And He's alive, and He's sitting on His throne. And I just don't know. I just think that for the last few days, I've just needed to be reminded that God is really on His throne, and He is powerful, Mm -hmm. and He's worthy to be praised. I may not understand all about Him. I may not understand what He does. I may not understand all who He is. I may not understand all of His ways, Mm -hmm. but to the limited capacity I do know Him and what He has done in my life and how faithful He's been, He's worthy to be praised. And I think that's just kind of something I'd like for us to talk about, because I don't know if you ever struggle with that, but I find myself sometimes wanting to sit on his throne. Oh, I never, I never want to be in control. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I never never want to be in control. I know, I'm just kidding. Oh, I never want to be on his throne. I'm kidding, obviously. I'm a human. Yeah, I know. And, you know, I, I, I make a joke often and say, you know, I've checked and there's no vacancy on the Trinity. Nobody's asked me to you know, be part of it. Fill in. And, but it's just, you know, it's just one of those things, I think, when I want to talk about the, our intimacy with the Lord and, and our, you know, relationship with Him, I think we do talk about that He was all human and He understands about our, you know, struggles. And, you know, He's not a high priest that doesn't understand what we deal with. And, he you know, because He came as a human. And I think it's very important that we understand that. But we can't go out of balance. Well, we have to remember that he's God. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have to remind myself. I feel like it's more of sometimes the state of the world that I feel like I have to remind myself of that. You know, when I, it seems like things are getting worse or, yeah, if it seems like things are getting worse sometimes or I get afraid of, you know, like income or, you know, I don't know, just different, like the economy or like just stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I definitely have he's to remind myself. He's going to be in myself. control of the government. Yeah. Yeah. But also like... I, I feel it more with like other people, like trusting God with other people. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> <laughs> you have one. But whether, no, just like whether it's like for someone else, you know, for God to show up in someone else's life or for God oh, to protect mm-hmm. people I love or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like whatever. That's what I, I feel like I have to remind myself a lot of is. I mean, yes, I have moments and seasons where I have to remind myself that He is Lord over my own life. Like He can do whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, He can change circumstance at the blink of an eye or He can do this or that. But I feel like lately it's more so of just reminding myself that He is God of other people. Like, you know, whether it's, I mean, I deal with fearing something happening to you and dad or fearing, Mm -hmm. you know, other people that I care about, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that's more of like where where I'm struggling to remember that God is on his throne of other people. Like God cares and loves about this person or, or even trying to not handle things that haven't happened, you know, like, um, not trying to handle, yeah, not Mm -hmm. trying to 
deal with things that God hasn't given me the grace to deal with because they haven't happened yet. You know, like I try to self-protect or, you know, that sort of thing. So I I feel it more so of like probably the future that I'm trying to Mm -hmm. remind myself of, of like he is the God of the future. Like he knows he's got, he, you know. Yeah, God of yesterday, today, forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, for me, I, I, I struggle with that as well. I mean, I we all think about people that we love and we want them to know God like we do. We want him, them to trust God. We want them to not be anxious. We want them to not worry about things that's going on in their lives. Or mm-hmm. we, we see people trying to take things in control and make things worse. They're, you know, like what they think. They, you know, stepped in to bring some healing or something you know, restoration or whatever in some situation, and they've just made it worse because they acted too soon or they acted out of uh, being angry. And, you know, we see that. We can see it in our own lives, but we really can see it in someone else's life. And, again, you know, especially as a mom and a grandmother and a great-grandmother, I mean, I'm, you know, constantly, like, trying to remind myself I'm not their God. You know, I love them, but only God can uh, change a heart and only God can change a life. And and that I do think that that's part of the struggles of what I'm talking about, and I do struggle with that. But I think mostly is my view of God, of being able to say, I, "You are worthy to be praised. Mm-hmm. You are deserving to have all the praise and the glory, and you are worthy, and you are powerful, and you are still on your throne." It. We often look at circumstances, like you're talking about. Like the world today, like we're saying, well, is it going to be a one-party control? Is it going? To, what's happening in in all the world is, you know, is things that are just seems to be just totally out of control. Mm-hmm. And yet, I do know, and we've talked about this. You know, this is Satan's world right now. We see a lot of evil. Yeah. But ultimately, God's still in control. Yeah, because I feel like I hear a lot. Well, maybe a lot is extreme, but it seems like I've just heard. Things of, you know, just like with the banks or with like wars, potential wars or, you know, like all this kind yeah. of stuff. And and I have to remind myself of, in some regard, that's always been the case. You know, there's always, yeah. it's not like the whole world Rumors is always at peace. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. So mm-hmm. I think for me, I just want to put God in his right place in my life. And that's number one and on his throne. And I think sometimes the anxiety and the stress and the worry about things, how things are going to happen, or will things happen, or things have happened, what's going to happen now, you know, or things haven't happened, will it ever happen? You know, we are trying, and you've heard me say it a thousand times, that God doesn't give us the grace to handle a day He has not given us to live. Mm-hmm. So we can't live in the future because we're not there yet. And we're not ever there because once we're there, it's today. <laughs> and so it's trying to do that. But I, I think just being able to, to have that view of him and being able to just imagine and think about him being on his throne should cause us to immediately fall down and worship him. And if we don't really have that response to some degree, do we really see that he's on his throne? And and I think that, you know, in Scripture, especially in Revelation, whenever they're in the presence of God, there's always falling down and worshiping. There's always worship, whether you're on your feet or you're with your lifted, your hands or a heart of surrender. There should always be a response of worship. And I'm not seeing that. I think we're worshiping ourselves. 
I think that we are worshiping our ability. And, and I mean, we have really accomplished a lot in the world. We've destroyed a lot in the world as human beings. But God has empowered us to really, we've got a great mind. We've got a lot of knowledge. We've got a lot of wisdom. And we feel like, sometimes I feel like, I'm just talking personally, it's only until those moments where I feel like life's falling apart do I just cry out to God. When in reality, really and truly, I should wake up every single day and be reminded that I have a God that's powerful, that I have the great I am, that I am in Christ, and I am able to to go before God, Almighty God, and just pour my heart out to Him. And when I lift Him up to the position I know that He is, He is, and is deserving, there's an intimacy that seems to result in my relationship with Him more so than when I'm thinking about He's just someone with me, and together we're conquering the world. It mm-hmm. seems like there's more of this emphasis on me that even though I throw in, well, together we can do all things. Right. And but it's, it's like he's got me on his team, so good job, God. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, we're both really great players when yeah. really he's, yeah, yeah. I'm just along for like the ride. I feel like we tend to, I was just thinking of like in work or as like, I was just thinking of this mm-hmm. when you were talking about how we tend to take so much more credit, you know, like whether something mm-hmm. goes well at work or, or even like our kids, like something, you know, mm-hmm. like our kids may achieve something great or I don't know, you know, whatever. But it's like, we very rarely give credit where credit is due in terms of, mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting, like, you know, as with parents where it's like, I just think that would be like the hardest thing to not take credit, whether like, sometimes it's like, if your kids don't turn out great, then you think you're a horrible parent. If your kids mm-hmm. turn out great, you think you're a great parent. When mm-hmm. in all reality, where's if, God, where's if God they turn that? out great, it's what God. Yeah. In yeah. reality, if there anything and I, good, I know it's that God. there's you can. But you, I mean, I know people who no. have great parents who are not great mm-hmm. humans, mm-hmm. and I know people who had horrible parents and who turn out amazing. So it's yeah. like it, it is interesting. Where I don't know. I'm just processing this out loud where I'm just like, we I just yeah. think that's like kind such of a common. you off guard because you didn't know what I was going to say. Well, yeah, but I just yeah. mean, it, I just think that is one area where it's so easy to take credit or to not mm-hmm. take credit or, you know, whatever, but not mm-hmm. give God any of the glory for what happens. You know, last week we were talking about, you know, Romans 7 and beating ourselves up and woe is me and I can't ever keep doing anything. You know, that seems like a self-inflicted you know, beating ourselves up, it seems like we... Like self-deprecating. Yeah, and, you know, like low self-image and all that. In reality, when you really address it, it's pride in the fact that we have this expectation we should be better. We have this expectation that we can achieve or we can do things. And, you know, in the in the Romans 8, where it says, you know, we can do all things in Christ. Christ has never, ever said we can do anything apart from Him other than nothing. And so I think... There is these moments that we have as people, as children of God, um, as His followers, that all of a sudden we know who we are in Christ, and we start thinking that we're better and bigger than we are. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think and, it's like, it goes back to like, yeah, He can give us gifts. You know, He might mm-hmm. gift a person in, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. And they excel yes. in that gift. And it's like, yes, you have achieved that, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't have achieved that if God hadn't have given you the gift the ability to, to begin it. with. Yeah. yeah, the ability to, right. to begin with. And 
I think it's interesting. I, I, you know, we all throughout the year talk about how far behind I am in our Bible reading. But (laughs) (laughs) um, I'm not in Revelation. I bet I did turn to it. Yeah. But I, there's just so many times, it's in the New and the Old Testament, but I was just, um, we're both in the Old Testament, but just how it's, it will say, like when they're building the tabernacle, like it'll say, Mm -hmm. God gifted. Mm-hmm. People with different gifts sets yeah. in order to do to to do certain parts to create and or to build make certain curtains. parts of the yeah. tabernacle. Yeah, and and we see that in Acts a lot too of like God giving gifts mm-hmm. based off of you know whatever reason in order to do whatever God wants them to do. And it always sticks out to me because I think I don't acknowledge that very often, mm-hmm. if ever. You know, like, I mean, there are moments maybe when, especially if I feel like I can't do something and then I do it, you know, if I feel like oh, I don't feel equipped to do this, mm-hmm. i.e. this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, but God does it through me. You know, those are the moments, like you're saying, I think it's like when it's hard or when it, you feel like it's out of your gift set or you feel like you mm-hmm. don't know how to do it or not equipped or whatever, and then you do it and you're like, wow, thanks God for allow, you know helping me do that. But then when it's like, oh yeah, I'm really awesome at this thing and I just did it so great. Mm-hmm. And, and I we, think, you know, somebody one time said something about that they were mm-hmm. talking about that someone had said that if they made money or if they were rich or, you know, had, you know, enough money, that that was God giving them that ability, and I'll never forget, I literally heard somebody say, well, it wasn't God that got up every day and worked. Oh. And, uh, that and I thought, scared. <laughs> I know, I know. Again, probably they're, they're not aware of who's on their throne. Right. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess you're right, where you did get up every day and work, but. But who gave you the power to get up out of that bed? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who gave you legs? Who gave you strength? Who gave you muscles? Some people don't get up out of bed. And who gave you the mind to be able to think? Who gave you the ability to have the wisdom? Who gave you, you know, those kind of things? And it's just easy, I think, sometimes for us to take the credit. Again, we're not sitting here, you and I talk often about who we are in Christ. So we're not sitting here saying, you should ever get up every day and say, I'm nothing, I'm nothing, I'm nothing. No, you're right. You know, you're supposed to say, I'm something in Christ. I am a child of God. How many times do we have to say that? What brings your self-worth? I'm a child mm-hmm. of God. But I, I think that more so, it's not necessarily just that is who He is, which is He is all-powerful and He's all-right, but He's also on His throne. He's also in control. When I think we live in a world that I feel like right now is out of control, and sometimes I feel like my world's out of control, then I have to be reminded that you are in control. And every single day, I'm choosing to surrender my life to you. And it may not be going in the pace that I want it to go. It may not even be in the direction I thought it would go. But ultimately, I've got to believe that you are more powerful and more in control than my choices or my setbacks or whatever. I mean, it's just yeah. something I think be reminded of who God is and, and what that means. I think even if you are aware that He's on His throne, I think mm-hmm. remembering that He's not passively sitting on His throne. Right. I think that is something that it's what you're saying. It's like some people have no, it's like, yeah, I'm aware that God is, you know, God or God is on His throne. Mm-hmm. But I think it can, so often feel like he's just passively watching the world and our lives go by. And that's not the case. And it's really hard to not feel like that sometimes, especially when so much is happening. 
you know, behind the scenes that we don't see that he is like orchestrating or doing. And I think that's the thing of like, not just, at least talking for myself, like, I think that's what I have to remind myself the most of is not that he's, yes, I need to remind myself that he's on the throne because I'm human and I, you know, tend Mm. to forget. But more than that is that he is in control on his throne. Like he is over all things. He is above all things, before all things. Mm -hmm. Everything's in his hand. Nothing happens that is beyond. He's not sitting there worried about how things are going to turn out. No. And he's not like, oh gosh, Mm -hmm. how am I going to take care of this situation? Mm -hmm. Like that really looks messed up. (laughs) And you know what? You laugh, but one time I remember thinking that you know, some of the choices and things that I made, I remember thinking that God was like, now what am I going to do now? I can't believe she made that choice. And it's not as if God didn't already know that I was going to make that choice or whatever. And I think, you know, as all of Revelation 5, which I really do love, it starts out with John weeping. It says, you know, there was the seal that, you know, they were they needed someone to open the seal. Uh, it's in verse 1, it says, and I saw uh, in the right hand of him who sat on the throne, a book written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and break its seal? And John, who's writing this, starts to weep. He's like, who's worthy? Nobody's worthy. And I think John, the beloved disciple, wanted to be worthy. He wanted to be the one to open that seal. And he knew it. In all honesty, if John isn't worthy, I for sure am not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, the beloved. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, not only have I not, I mean, I don't know how I'll die, but I mean, I have not been persecuted. I don't feel like, maybe I have, I don't know, in our in our world these days. But anyway, all mm-hmm. to say is John, for sure, if he's yeah. not worthy, I got no chance. Yeah. Well, and, and of course, he, you know, he, he's known as the beloved and, you know, he's weeping. He's like, I, I really think that John is weeping so much because the question is, who is worthy? Which I do and, want to say this, because I feel like I have known people, I will not name names, who were extreme narcissists, but I'm like, I guarantee you that they would think that they're worthy. Well, they wouldn't be in heaven. Well, wow, mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if you think you're I think it's worthy just the humility. to be God. I'm yeah. just saying, like, I think that's such a beautiful thing, too, of John, of like just the humility that, I mean, he walked with God, he's been persecuted for... Jesus, you know, all the things that he has been through, like just the humility to be like, I am not, I'm so not worthy. And I think it goes, you know, just going back to like Romans 7 and 8, where it's like. Well, let me just say this, because I did, you know, say he wouldn't be in heaven. We don't. But what I was going to say is this, is that if you're sitting there looking at the lamb that was slain and you're in the presence of God. Oh, and you still think that. And you think that you are worthy. You're not in heaven. You've not. There's. Yeah. There could not be that because you could not be That's some evil sitting talk right there. Yeah. yeah, you couldn't be in the presence, literally in the presence of God, and be able to say, "I'm worthy." Yeah, yeah. And, I just was more so speaking of just to his humility, John's humility in this moment. Yes, and I know. Yes, of course, he is in the presence of God and having this vision. But one of the things I, I just think, you know, John's heart was, you know, there's something that I could do for Jesus and look what all he's done for me, but I can't. And I think that that was his heart and that's what brought him to to tears. And I think, you know, immediately when uh, Jesus stands up and he takes the the book and he opens the seals, immediately they are saying, um, and they begin to sing a new song. It says, worthy art thou to take the book and to break its seals. Wait, where is this? It's in verse 9, chapter 5. Oh, okay. It says, for thou hast... Thou was slain, 
and did purchase for God with your blood, thy blood, man from every tribe and every tongue and people and nation. And I just think, you know, it's one of those things of like, look, not only like, look who you are, look what you've done. And you have done what God's asked you to do. And that makes you worthy. You are who you are. And uh, Jesus would always say, you know, I come to glorify the Father. I come to be obedient to do what the Father has asked me to do. And here he's there. There's something that needs to be done that only Jesus can do. And he steps up and he does it. And I just think it just gives me a, a, this view of God in such a way of just being able to say, you know, when I want to glorify God, I, I just want to be like Jesus. I want to, I want to have the same heart as Jesus. Not I can't be Jesus, but just being able to for seeing Jesus, who's on His throne, step up and say, "Here, I can do this. I can handle this." And I think that that's what we need to see in our own lives when we are needing something or we're you know, struggling with our view of God. We don't know what God would do, but I definitely feel like we can look at the heart of God and look at the power of God and look at what God has given to us, His Son, and look what Jesus has done for us to say, yeah, He can handle this. He can handle our family. He can handle the people's lives that we love and adore. And to me, what I need today, I need every day, it's just to be reminded that God is sitting sitting on his throne. And he's in control. He's in control, and he loves me. Mm-hmm. And he sent his son. And Jesus and is willing to die, and he's worthy. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that, that I need you know, to be reminded of, because yeah. certainly there's a lot of things reminding me every day that it, it appears that Jesus is sleeping on his throne, and he's not. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, dotbowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen. Dot Bowen.